before Jack Smith's grand jury. You will recall that Jack Smith subpoenaed in a historic move the, the, uh, the former vice president to testify about everything he knew about Donald Trump, his participation in the criminal scheme and conspiracy to cling to power all the way through November, the election, before November, December, January, January 6th, and the like, including about Mike Pence's own role, the fake elector scheme uh, that was being promoted by Republicans and advisors and Donald Trump himself, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Mike Flynn, and all of those people, and the role that they were trying to have Mike Pence play to abdicate his constitutional duties and help overthrow democracy. So Mike Pence was, of course, a critical witness and has been a critical witness to Jack Smith. Now, basically, there were two pieces of uh, litigation proceedings that broke out as a result of the subpoena. Donald Trump went to court to try to quash the subpoena, arguing executive privilege, that he was the president. Anything he told Mike Pence about, you know, him wanting to promote a coup and cling to power and stop the peaceful transfer of power uh, was somehow covered by executive privilege. Couldn't be attorney-client privilege because Mike Pence was not his lawyer and is not a lawyer. So the only privilege left for Donald Trump was executive privilege. That was rejected by a D.C. Circuit Court trial judge who said, I don't think so. There was an appeal that was taken by Donald Trump. That's what this hot take is about and what happened there. The second piece of litigation that happened at the same time is that Mike Pence wanted to limit or stop his testimony. So he, in his own name as former vice president, filed a case uh, because it dealt with the grand jury uh, process, which is overseen by the chief judge, the then chief judge of the D.C. Circuit Court, which was uh, at the time and is still now Jeb Boesberg. Jeb Boesberg got the objection of the vice president, conducted a hearing, a secret hearing, but one that we now know about through media reporting, in which Mike Pence argued that the speech and debate clause of the U.S. Constitution, which protects legislators from being sued or having to reveal what uh, their their thoughts, hopes, dreams, and prayers, statements that they made in the exercise of their acts as members of Congress, as members of the legislator, legislative branch, that that's protected and he can't be compelled to testify about that. And Mike Pence made the incredible leap that since he was for a moment on Jan 6, the president of the Senate, not really making law, not a legislator, but he had a role within the Senate chamber. Therefore, he gets the benefit of speech and debate clause immunity and doesn't have to testify. And Jeb Boesberg heard all of these arguments and concluded that for most of what he was going to be asked about at the, gen at the grand jury related to Jan 6th, was not covered by speech and debate. He was not functioning as the president of the Senate during those moments when he was in the White House, when he was in the East Wing, the West Wing, talking to President Trump, listening to the coup plan and plot around him, hearing about these lawsuits being filed by Rudy Giuliani and, and Sidney Powell on behalf of Donald Trump, all of the crazies, the pillow guys, you know, Mike Lindell, the head of Overstock.com, Pat Byrne, all bending the ear of the president to try to promote this coup, invoke martial law, seize the voting machines, all of that. That's what the grand jury wants to hear. Mike, stand up and talk about it. Talk about the pressure campaign that was put on you 
to try to participate in the fake elector scheme devised by John Eastman, Peter Navarro, Giuliani, and the rest to, to create fake electors in seven battleground states, deliver them to the National Archive, deliver them to Mike Pence, have him object to the legitimately cast and certify and don't certify the Biden proper certification showing that he won the election, but recognize the ones that were phony for Donald Trump. That Mike Pence, that's what he had to testify to. And Jeb Boesberg, the chief judge of the uh, D.C. Circuit Court, told Mike Pence, there's a very narrow area you don't have to testify to. It's like when you're certifying, like when you're up there with the gavel. You know, the clerk hands you the gavel and you got that. You get to be the play legislator, like play school for a moment. Okay, you don't have to talk about that. Everything else you do. And that was the decision. And Mike Pence decided not to appeal that decision. So he skips the appeal. So now you've got Mike Pence getting a ruling he can live with by Jeb Boesberg, you know, where he has to testify about about 90% of what happened, but 10%, he gets to say, I won, speech and debate. I got to use that immunity clause for this small, small, very microscopic set of materials. And Donald Trump's like, no, no, executive privilege. I'm on appeal to the D.C. Court of Appeals. And the D.C. Court of Appeals, the panel, it's a three-judge panel that was picked was like a cherry, lemon, orange. It was like one G, uh, George H.W. Bush appointee, one Trump appointee, and one Biden appointee. All right? Sounds like a joke. Those three walk into a bar. What happens next? Well, what happens next is they, at the urging of Jack Smith this past week, dismissed Donald Trump's appeal. Mike Pence already testified. Mike Pence already went in and testified already. And so it's sort of a moot a moot point at this point. He didn't Trump didn't get an injunction. He didn't get to stop the testimony and the testimony has already happened. And therefore, the three-judge panel at the urging of of uh, Jack Smith's team giving Jack Smith another win, put another pelt up on the wall. In this case it was uh, Judge Karen LaCraft Henderson an H.W. Bush appointee, a Justin Walker, a Trumper, Trump appointee, and uh, also Judge Garcia, a Biden appointee, all agreed that this this uh, appeal should be dismissed. It's basically moot. Uh, Pence has already testified. Cat's out of the bag, uh, for whatever that phrase means. And Donald Trump's lawyers were opposed. You know, so this wasn't like a, a, an agreed decision, an agreed resolution. Donald Trump's lawyer is like, no, appeal. You still want the executive privilege, you know, because he's losing badly everywhere. And all of these things, including the testimony of, of his former vice president against him, along with the other long litany, it would take me five hot takes to give you the list of all of the former advisors, lawyers, uh, inside East Wing, West Wing people, uh, vice presidents that have all testified, willingly or not, kicking or screaming or voluntarily against Donald Trump. As I said in a prior hot take, he has more evidence against him for this one-man crime spree than like the, it, it could convict like a dozen people. And this Mike Pence loss on the appeal is another win for justice. And it creates a body of jurisprudence that will be used in the future. Someone will cite to in a future uh, attempt by another future fascist dictator to cling to power. They will cite the case of Trump v. 
you know, special prosecutor, Department of Justice, to quash the subpoena of Mike Pence and and rule that, well, under that precedent, you know, that appeal was dismissed. And so it goes. We're not only is Donald Trump being brought to justice slowly but surely, indictment after indictment, grand jury work after grand jury work, but a body of law and decisions is being developed. U.S. versus Trump, Trump versus U.S., all of that, which will be used to keep in check a future despot who's out of control. I'm going to follow Trump's losses. I'd, I'd follow his wins, but frankly, he doesn't get any. You know, I'd follow the areas, and I have, to be fair, to be balanced, if you will. I have reported on the rare occasions when Donald Trump wins anything. But when it comes to criminal justice, he's a dead-bang loser. All of his appeals, all of his lawsuits are dead on arrival. And if he gets a win at the trial level, he gets a major loss and setback where it counts at the appellate level. And we'll report him on hot takes just like this one, only on the Midas Touch Network. We pull it all together, these politically charged litigation matters. And I report on him as a co-anchor on a show that I co-founded called Legal AF, also on the, you guessed it, Midas Touch Network. And if you like what I'm doing here, give me a thumbs up. It helps with the algorithm. If you like you know, hearing from me on a regular basis, follow me on all things social media, including threads at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF Reporting. At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.